0: Brought to you by the students at Mary Persons High School, in conjunction with MPTV, this is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. To start out today's show, we have Mary Persons student, Dante Olivieri, interviewing Gilda Stanberry the Executive Director and CEO of the Forsyth Convention and Visitors Bureau.
1: Hi, my name is Dante Alivari. Today I'm joined by Gilda Stanberry. And today we would like to ask you from the MPTV Stream Team a little bit about what you do. And for starters, could you tell us a little bit about the Forsyth Convention and Tourist Bureau? Well, thank
2: you so much for allowing me your show. Um, I'm delighted to tell you about the Forsyth Convention and Visitors Bureau. It was formed in 2015 by the City of Forsyth Mayor and Council to promote the City of Forsyth out there to the rest of the world, so to speak. It's all about marketing to visitors, travelers, and uh, encouraging them trying to influence their desire to stay here in Forsyth. And we hope that when people stay here, then they'll also take advantage of some of the wonderful things that Forsyth has to offer, some of the local attractions, as well as things like our restaurants and shopping, you know, just things that create a great experience.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, what drew you to Forsyth and specifically to your position or your role?
2: Well, I had retired and um written a book and um was now at that funny place where I was kind of going a little stir crazy and had a great opportunity um applied for a position with the city and they didn't hire me and <laughs> so kinda of waited around until the next good opportunity came up and um, I've always done some form of marketing and it just seems to be the perfect fit.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, how do you cooperate with local businesses and groups to promote tourism in your area?
2: Well, tourism is, let me first start with that. I cooperate with everybody. I try to collaborate with as many people as it makes sense to do, but you kinda gotta focus on what the topic or the project is as who you're working with. But um tourism is uh has been traditionally fifty miles and beyond. So you're thinking um you're not talking about the people in Barnesville who already come here or the people who are um you know just coming to the grocery store or something. You're talking about people who live and work somewhere beyond. And so um, the way that we try to capture that audience to get those people's attention so that we can influence them to stay here is by saying, look, this is what we have. So uh, we cooperate with local businesses by asking them, to work with us in promoting that. Um, Would you like an example of something recent? Absolutely. All right. So recently, or currently, the state agency is um, looking around to promote uh, some new tourism products. And those could be attractions, restaurants, restaurants, Shopping experiences, I mean, not your usual shopping, you know, something like, you know, giant mall or something. Anyhow, um, and so we have an opportunity with the CDB to share some of the new um, tourism attractors that we have here in the community. So things that we had about six or seven new businesses that would fall into that category that um opened up in 2020 which you know it's really kind of a lot when you consider the size of our community and where we're located and also especially with the pandemic going on so i contacted them and i invited them to be a part of that and i asked for information and things like that but only three of them um the Royal Seven Travel Center, um, Full Taco and Fox City uh answered and said yes they would like to be a part of it. So then I took what I had from them and their information and I, you know, moved it into you know to the next level. And so hopefully it will help promote them um through, you know, the state website and also. Um those are the kind of things that go on. There are also some things that are more localized, like we just are wrapping up um our love precise um, promotion where we've asked people to take a selfie in front of the welcome center's temporary location up here on the square and then put it on the you know the instagram and and all and so that people can win. Um, Give certificates and items from some of the local businesses. And some of those groups uh, participate. If we asked Main Street if they would put a basket together, and we asked the chamber if they'd put a basket together. So again, it's about, you know, cooperation, collaboration, that kind of thing. And then if you look around town, you might see a few of the love letters left around where people shared their, you know, positive uh, and encouraging words for individuals and businesses in the community. So, um, that is, you know, those are two very recent examples of how we cooperate. Um, and of course, like I said, uh, precise Main Street and the uh, precise Monroe County Chamber, those agencies are business to business agencies and so we work with them as well
1: Mm -hmm. now what have been some of your successful past projects and what do you think made them successful
2: well of course it's always um (laughs) success is a magic combination of things you know people timing resources all of those things but um we've done we've done a lot in our short period of time we were formed in 2015. And so we've done things like have the state tourism um, development team down, um, and they looked at our community and made some recommendations. And we shared that report with different agencies. And we've seen um, like the county takes some of those things. The city takes some of those recommendations and all, and they have, um, very wisely, I would say, um, integrated it into the plan so that they can um, you know, do a better job for the citizens and for the visitors that are here. But um we too, the CBB, has taken on some initiatives that were recommendations. Um we also had the Georgia Trust come down and do an expedition. And that took probably a year's worth of planning and working with local individuals, their homes, businesses, the state trust group, uh, Ralph Bass was, and the historical society were very instrumental in in that. And that was a huge undertaking. Brought in hundreds of people to our community. We got to uh, set up in the Fine Arts Center at. Uh, the school i mean it was a huge collaborative effort in terms of all the moving pieces and um there's a great turnout so i i count that as a success but it it's just to take this whole team um, one of the things that we have that we need more of is wayfinding signage and that has been, you know, we got a grant to do that. We worked through it. We worked with the um, metal workers out at Burris um, uh, Correctional Facility. I worked very closely with the city manager, Janet Call, on that. And um, that one is that's just taking longer to get all the installations in place than we had originally thought. But we have a lot of the pieces. And um, so we're, we're just going to stick to it. We're just going to keep up with that. Um, one of the recommendations that came out of that original report that I had mentioned was the wayfinding signage. Like, there was, there was little to none here in the community. And and that was something we knew going in. But it, sometimes it helps to have somebody else remind you and just kind of put that extra little steam under you. Um, but working without birth uh is, is also one of the things that we did with our public art installations they uh did the train sculpture that you see over by the depot and um that again that was several people teams you know in place working together um to make that happen we have uh we have another art installation that is currently in play. Uh, we're trying to do a, um, a utility box wrap. And so the city has worked with us on that, the 1823 Artisan Guild. Um, and then we also have a water tower initiative and Albert is going to help us with that again. And so we have several, you know, public art things going on. One of the things that we just wrapped up was the fire hydrants, and you would um, maybe know this because it was Mary Person's high school art class. Miss um, uh, Truvis and her her team um, of young artists uh, decorated those fire hydrants, and they are all out there at the uh, city's dog park. sign signage up there that tells you more about that. Um, We've done things like we created a uh, Southern Living Kitchen promo, and we're able to feature some of our restaurants in that. Uh, we've done uh, welcome bags for the evacuees. Um, I can keep going on if you need some more, or do you think that kind of gives you a good idea of what, what we've been doing?
1: Well, that's, those are all amazing examples.
2: Thanks.
1: Is there anything else that you would like to add to that?
2: Dante, I literally keep going on because this is what I do, so I keep telling I can tell you're doing
1: a great job at it. It's amazing. Thank
2: you. But it takes, it really does take a team. It really, I know people roll their eyes when you say stuff like that, but it it really takes the cooperation of of, uh, of others,
1: you Mm -hmm. know? Uh, What would you say are some challenges that we face here in Monroe County as related to your position?
2: I guess just having enough uh, resources in terms of um, there's me and then there's um, um, we have had some part-time employees along the way that have been helpful but just some consistency with that um, and I think that that's, that is true for any business you know consistency in in your employees and uh, that helps you move your goals and your projects
3: and all forward. So
2: I think I have the challenges that most people in business and small businesses case. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, but what is one project that you'd love to see happen here?
2: I think that one thing that would have a major impact, a major change to the positive for us. And if it's, and it would start it, um, was new lighting on I-75. When I came, um, They somebody had taken all the copper out of the, the lights in the middle, and much to the credit of Janice Hall, the city manager and, and all, they got with GDOT about getting those lights um, restored. Um, the hoteliers were upset and... And vocal about the fact that people don't stop at dark, un, you know, poorly lit exits. And so we would be obviously losing business. I mean, if you just think about yourself going to unknown places, then you're going to stop where things are well lit, where you'll feel safe. And um, we are a very safe community, but it's hard to hard to relay that information when um, the exits are dim. So she worked very hard with them to get um, the lighting that was there restored, Um, but it needs to go to the next step where it's nice, bright, clear lighting. And um, I know that they're working on that. So it's just one of those things where I have to be patient. There are people working on it, but I think that that's, that's a project I'd really love to see, you know, come
3: to fruition.
1: Hmm. Well, speaking of the community, what are some things the community could do to support the CVB goals and projects? Um,
2: I think that it's true no matter what the group is. When people ask for your help, see if you can give it. Um, and, you know, a lot of what we are doing is promotion, is marketing, and so, you know, by following us on our uh, Facebook and our Instagram, liking our posts, sharing our posts, that helps build our audience, and everybody knows somebody from somewhere else, and so if you Become that link, that connection. Um, it's one of those really simple ways of helping that I don't think that people always think in terms of um, the impact it has. Simple gestures like that uh, are huge. Um, we have uh, we have a good following, a steady following in our social media. And our numbers are up. Year over year, our website um, visitation—I know I'm talking about organic impressions—is almost three times what it was a year and a half ago. Um, our social medias are up like thirty percent last year, so it's not that we're not putting out interesting content because people like it and they come back. So, even if a local, helping us. Uh, That helps us just by liking and sharing because in your group, you're widening our circle and giving us an opportunity to try to influence people to visit and stay.
1: Mm -hmm. Besides that, is there anything else you'd like to share with the community? Um,
2: We just have a lot going on. We have a lot of collaboration, um, great support from the city, from the historical Society, from Harvard Alumni, um, I, I, I should never have started making the list because I'm going to forget somebody important, but um, there's there's new stuff in the works, we're going to work more with the rec department, there are just things that are constantly um, showing up before us, we work with High Falls, we work with the Whistle Stop, um, we work with Juliet, all of those things and so um, I guess I just am very much appreciative of the fact that uh, those folks have been supportive and have worked with us on some of our projects and um, they have already said yes to some these projects. So I'm very excited to continue to work with them.
1: Well, that's all the questions I got for you. Thank you for letting me interview
0: you. To finish out today's show, we have Mary Person's student, Hunter Hudson, interviewing representatives from the Hubbard Alumni Association.
3: I'm Herbert Jantz, president of the Hubbard Alumni Association. I'm Winifred Berry. I'm the assistant treasurer for the Hubbard Alumni Association.
4: I'm Larry Evans. I was the first president of the Hubbard Alumni Association and Monroe County Commissioner from 1987 to 2020.
1: Can you tell us about the Hubbard School and what it meant to the Monroe County community?
3: The Hubbard School meant a lot to. Us back in the day, been founded in 1902 at the Connect United Methodist Church. Dr. Hubbard started an independent, uh, private school at that time and later on moved the school down into the Connect area on the park. And then later at the present site, which is on Highway, uh, 83, off of Highway 83. And the school went from a school of seven kids to a school of over 2,300 persons just before the 1930s. Uh, later on, the school became a state college. And we enjoyed being at the school that, that was started in a merger after segregation. It was but equal in segregation. And we started the school there in 1956 and I was part of the original class of 1956, which is the building that uh, was partially torn down uh, originally because of uh, the uh, water and that damage to the school. Uh, as far as memories, there's great memories about the school. We had one of the best cars in the area and we had parades and different things like that. but The teachers were very dedicated, thoughtful of all of the students, and we just loved that school. Uh, The school has meant so much
4: to Monroe County, uh, African-Americans during during the 1900s and still presently. Uh, William Marita Hubbard had an incredible story to tell. He uh, started out here with technically nothing, as Mr. Gantz said, and built it from a school of just a few students, into a state college and it moved uh, uh the history moved and uh, consolidated with Fort valley in 1939 and went on to be a high school and a elementary school until 1970. it has produced a number of, of, uh, of doctors lawyers all types of educators and and it's really been a uh, something special to this community and the communities at large. Uh, It educated uh, most of the teachers that went on out to the 242 Rosenwald schools that once existed in Georgia, had a partnership there, and the teachers trained here and went out and taught all over the state. And it left a forever legacy for all of us because we looked at what happened here, and as a result, uh, we formed the uh, Hubbard Alumni Association uh, in the middle 80s and continued on to today. Since we formed the Alumni Association, uh, we have given over 100 scholarships. We started out with the first 27 scholarships were actually $500 scholarships, and then we went. $1,000 $1,000 scholarships, and since that time, we've given a, an additional 75 scholarships, and they were all $1,000 scholarships. We've been given an average of one of three $1,000 scholarships each year, and we have uh, are currently uh, giving three this year to three graduates of Mayor Persons High School that will go on to pursue uh, higher education in the colleges. After forming the Alumni Association, we with the Board of Education, Mr. Charles Dumas was the, the superintendent at that time. They left the, the building, the hover women's dormitory. We started using it for meetings and whatnot. You this repair. We got with the Monroe County Board of Commissioners and let us have uh, the, the Hubbard uh, Women's Dorm and also the former Teacher's Cottage and three acres of land. We renovated the Teacher's Cottage, and we now use it for a Workforce Development Center, and that is operated and managed by the Hubbard Alumni Association. We got a $500,000 community development block grant in 2015 the uh, Monroe County Board of Commissioners and the Hubbard Alumni sponsors, and we have completed renovations on that building. Part of that building is currently being used by the, the uh, 4-H and county agent, and we also have the Save the Children in there. That's a 501c3 nonprofit, and they are operating out of there, and we're currently renovating our museum. It would not have happened had it not been for the collective work of the boat alumni, the board of education, and the board of commissioners.
5: As of two thousand twenty-one, exactly one hundred and one scholarships have been given to the students at Larry Person. When we had the first banquet in nineteen eighty-six, we did an ad too, and we raised seven hundred and fifty dollars. And we gave away two two hundred and fifty dollars scholarships, and then later years it moved up to five hundred, and now it's a thousand. And we have uh, had different events to raise money for the for the scholarship. We have had a parade parade starting in nineteen ninety nine up until uh, two thousand nineteen, because of the virus last year, we did, we had to cancel the alumni banquet and plus this year we had canceled because of the virus but um if they need any more information on the scholarship they need to go to the hubblealumni.org up on the youth scholarship program and dr Tetravian jackson is chairman of that and if you have any more questions about the scholarship and uh, all you have to do is just call her and her phone number and it's uh 478 478- 394-0505 and her email is Patricia at Yahoo.com and she can answer any more question that you that you may have about the scholarship and the essay. The beginning of the of the scholarship is February the fifth, and the deadline is April the fifteenth for all the essays to be in.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on magic 100 fm have a great week remember to be a champ and as always go dogs the thoughts expressed in this segment represent monroe county schools